0: you pay your people, you pay your bills, and then you pay yourself. That's just how it works, that's what you do.
1: Hey, business owners, we are talking to you today. Uh, Elizabeth Pamplone is going to tell us about how she transformed her business finances by using Profit First. Uh, She's not a Profit First coach. She's just someone who wants to get the word out that, yes, you can get your business finances under control. And while you're at it, we'd love for you to check out our new website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com.
0: This is the weekly wealth podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudick, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family and your
1: business. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. We talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the habits to help you to build wealth. And we have a treat this week. We have Elizabeth Pampalone, and um, she's going to talk to us a little bit about um, how she turned her business finances around. So, hey, Elizabeth, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on.
1: Good. Great. Great. So, hey, tell us just a little bit about your business and kind of a little bit about what you do before we dive into Profit First.
0: Yeah, so I'm actually a, own a marketing firm, and it is called beyond the Cause. We work with small businesses and nonprofits to help them create all of their marketing for an entire year in just five days.
1: So that seems like uh, something that would almost be impossible to do. So uh, you, you'd have your work cut out if you're working with somebody uh, like me. So we were talking, and it sounds like your business uh, had been bringing in a pretty decent amount of revenue, and, um, but you were still living kind of paycheck to paycheck on, on, on over six figures. And then, then you heard about Profit First. So, um, what is Profit First? Tell me a little bit about that, and let's hear your story with it.
0: Yeah. The, the Profit First is a book by Mike Michalowicz and he wrote it several years ago. Um, one of my friends was having a business owner book club and I don't really read that much. You know, as a business owner, I'm running to 50 million things and juggling all these different things. So I was like, I don't have time to read. And she said, just come to the book club. So I'd been going for a while and every month we had a new book and she put forth Profit First and she had started her business with Profit First um, four years prior. And I I was like, okay, whatever, you read a book, he told you some things, great. Well, I started reading it and I was blown away. I I had grown up with a Dave Ramsey mindset from my parents. Um, they were big into that and they were very much, you know, saving type family. We didn't, you know, spend a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of money. And when I had my own business and, you know, we're 10 years into it, I'm just, you know, it comes in, it goes out. It's just the way it works. And then when you, when you learn about business stuff and, and my, my learning about business was not through any kind of schooling or any kind of, you know, internship, it was mostly through osmosis and through trial and error. Um, it was the whole thing of you have your finances, there's a CPA involved maybe, and you pay your people, you pay your bills and then you pay yourself. That's just how you works. That's what you do. Well isn't and, there that
1: badge of honor with business owners that, hey, I'm the last to get paid, right? Because I'm Yes.
0: Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. definitely. And I was always thinking, well, I'm doing this for more than that. I'm doing this for a reason. And I'm I'm never I feel like I'm never getting anywhere, even though I see my income tax going up every year, my my revenue going up every year. And we gained during the recession. I mean, we even were making more every single year, year over year. And I just didn't understand why I felt like I was, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Like I was working all the time and not getting anywhere. Even though if you looked at the numbers, they were great. But then you looked at the bank accounts and they were empty. So were Um, your
1: business expenses just out of control? Were you not, not mindful or what was it?
0: Well, I thought I was pretty lean. I mean, like I said, I budgeted. I thought I had everything under control as far as that goes. I didn't go out and just spend money on random things. We had almost no overhead because we we didn't have an office. We didn't have, you know, a ton of employees. We didn't have, you know, healthcare, health insurance. My husband and I uh, didn't have health insurance for years because we couldn't afford it. And I I just thought, well, I'm, you know, I do pretty well. I don't just spend random things. I don't go to a lot of conferences. I don't go out of town a lot, um, you know, for the business. And then I read the book and he was like, your business is a cash eating monster. And I said, no, no, not. That sounds stupid. And then he basically tries to get you to basically go to your bank account and look at it. And he tells you, do these things, you know, go look at this, go look at that. And I, okay, fine. It's a book. I'll oblige. I'm trying to do this for the book club. I felt accountable and I just started looking at everything that we had done in the past year. And I was surprised. I literally printed every bank statement for the, for the previous year from year to date. And I took an orange highlighter and a pink one and a blue one. And I just had all these different color highlighters. And I just started marking things that he said were essential, non-essential, and you know things that were I needed to use to actually perform my service versus things that they were just there. Like good things to have, nice things to have. Um, what's, services, what's something products.
1: under the good things to have, but nice things to have, but not essential?
0: I had a membership platform that wasn't really selling and I just was holding on to it. Sure. I, I okay. wasn't doing anything with it, but I was paying every month. Um, I had podcasting platforms that I wasn't utilizing. I was paying for, um, you know, networking events that I had gone to over and over and over, and I saw the charges on my statements every month, and I realized that they—they weren't—I wasn't getting anything out of them. I wasn't actually gaining anything from them. I wasn't getting anything monetarily. I wasn't getting anything connection-wise. I just was going because I thought I had to go. Like that was just part of what I did. Um, And so I just started looking at all of the expenses in a different way rather than saying, well, yeah, I had to go to that networking thing or yeah, I had to, I have to have that podcasting thing because I might fix my podcast sometime or yeah, I'm going to do that next week. I'm going to fix that or I'm going to go ahead and use that software that I purchased that I haven't used yet or whatever. And I just, I never did any of those things. But then I also was looking at it going, I should be taking home 50%. Like when he tells you to take home 50% of your money that you make. I was like, well, I'm not even taking home half that. (laughs) I'm not taking home an eighth of that. And I didn't believe that it was possible for me to look at my income of six figures and go, half of that's mine. Half of that should be in my pocket. And for me to be able to get to that point, and I was very hardcore. I mean, I did it full on. I was like, he says 50%, we're going 50%. Like we're going all the way. Instead of what he actually tells you to do, which is the incremental like release where you can change 1% here, 1% there. It's very slow and methodical the way he wants you to do it. I was like, no, we have to do this all or nothing. And I basically fell flat on my face with that the first time because the first month I couldn't do it. I didn't have enough things weeded out. I didn't have enough time to actually get to that point. And I basically messed up my whole budget. Um, Everything was a mess. I didn't know, you know where anything was, what I was spending money on, what I wasn't spending money on. So the next month, I just stopped, and I cleared the slate, and I said, this is how much money we have right now, and I just started from the bank account balance and started fresh, and I said, okay, 1% goes here, 2% goes there, 3% goes here, and I just started from his initial percentages that he asked you to start with, and I was actually able to ramp up to the full percentages within six
1: months. So I know part of his system is you have, uh, I guess, several different bank accounts, and you're putting fixed percentages in those, in those accounts. What, what are some different bank accounts that you have or what are, what are they earmarked for?
0: So the ones that he mentions are profit taxes, operating expenses and income. And those are your four. Because of the way that I do my invoicing and my payroll that's together, I really can't have a lot of separate accounts. So what I ended up doing was I ended up using something called YNAB, which is youneedabudget.com. And I use them as my buckets, per se. And then I have my normal business checking, which everything comes in and out of. And then I have my business savings, which is what I use as my taxes account, because I do want that to be more separate, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, And so I will transfer my tax money out but my other money will stay in one account and it will have everything in my YNAB. So I actually don't look at my bank account very often because that's where you get into this bank ballot budget balance budgeting system in your mind where you're like, Oh, we have $4,000. Sure. Let's just, let's just go get that new thing or buy that computer. Um, and I stay more in my YNAB, which actually shows me that a thousand dollars of that is my profit. Um, 2000 of that is in my payroll and the rest of it is in my separate categories to pay for, I use Canva like every day. I pay for Canva every month. I use G suite every day. I pay for G suite every month, you know, for my email. So I have all of those in little tiny segments in, in my YNAB so that everything, if I look at YNAB, I know how much money I have. If I look at my bank account, it's a number, but it's not an accurate number to my brain because it doesn't actually show me what is where. And so that's why I use YNAB instead of having separate accounts because I can't with my accounting system
1: do you did you find that did, did both sides of the equation improve did your expenses go down um, and did your revenue increase or or, or did uh, just your expenses go down
0: I would say both like I said we've we've increased year over year every single year um, and last year in particular we increased almost 20% percent um, and the previous year is when we started using profit first method um, The other thing that I've noticed is that when I go to spend money on something, I have YNAB on my phone and I will look and see, can I afford this for the business? Is there money there for this in the business rather than me just thinking, yeah, there's probably money in the account should be fine. Um, I also even budget out when I take clients to lunch, which before I was just swiping that card, you know, just whenever. And I actually take my clients to lunch in almost every client encounter because my client days are about an eight hour day so we have to have something in the middle of that um, and so I budget that in for everything that we do and I have a separate little line item for that that's this is our food budget <laughs> basically um, and I have a separate line item for networking and I have so I have really looked more at instead of just randomly purchasing things through my my business and saying oh well I need this for the business or I need that for the business it's I'm going to save that money for the next time. Or if I need purchase, like I have lighting equipment, I have cameras, I have, you know, all these different electronic things that I use, especially for Zoom and everything. Um, instead of going, okay, well, I need this new ring light or I need a new camera or I need a second camera. Now I'm actually saying, okay, I have a an, like an operating budget for Zoom essentially. And not only does the Zoom monthly payments come out of that, but it's the rest of the money that's in there is so that I can purchase new equipment. I can get another adapter. I can, whatever it is I need for Zoom, I can get a backdrop. I can do those kind of things. So I try to more pay attention now to my business and say, if I start paying for this monthly service or this yearly service, is that going to be, is that going to cut into what I'm taking home? Or am I able to actually afford it by getting another client? Or, which means I have to work harder at that or is it something that I can actually afford within the business that I already have?
1: I don't think anybody would argue that what you're talking about sounds incredible, but to be honest, you know, it seems like a lot of work and it seems like almost mind blowing. So how is the system, how does it make it doable?
0: I actually only go into my YNAB account about twice a month and I do my allocations twice a month. And a lot of times before that, I would look at my bank account every single day because I didn't know how much money was there. Could I transfer some money to my personal account? Could I pay myself another paycheck and like run another payroll? Like I was always in there like trying to figure out what I had, what I could spend, uh, and how I could pay bills over here, over here, over here. So when I started doing this, he says, you only go in there on, on the 12th and the 25th. Those are his days. I have mine set a little differently because of when some of our bills come out. And so I have I think I'm in there on like the 10th and the 25th or something like that. And I go in on the 10th and I go ahead and mark, I go through everything. I import all of my bank account statements into YNAB. I approve or disapprove, you know, change them if I need to. So they go in the right categories and I bring in all my income. And then I actually use a little spreadsheet that I made. um, That is just all my percentages. So I put in the entire amount, like let's say I brought in $2,000 for this period. And I'll put 2000 in there and it'll say, You know, this much goes into your taxes, this much goes, and it just does all the little calculations for me. And I just do the moving uh, on my bank account or in my YNAB and say, okay, 2,000 goes here, 1,000 goes there, you know, et cetera, 200 here. And then once it's all dispersed, then that's it. I don't have to do anything. So it's a couple of steps. You know, I'm I'm looking at my bank statement, bringing it in. Um, It's just an automatic thing. Um, Putting it into the right categories, finding out what number I need um, to allocate and then just put plugging in those numbers into my little, it's like a spreadsheet look. So I just plug those numbers in and that's it. And then I do it again on the 25th. Um, and I haven't yet, when I'm running the system, because I've dropped out of Profit First before <laughs> in the last couple of years, sometimes you just get tired of it and you're like, I don't do that anymore. Um, and when I do that, I notice that I'm, I'm more needy when it comes to my money because I don't actually know what's there. But when I do my 12th and my 25th or my 10th and my 25th, it, it's. I don't have to ever worry about my card being declined. I don't have to ever worry about there not being enough per payroll. Everything is there. And I've just noticed that I'm much more, I'm, I'm much less stressed. I'm much more at ease um, when I'm, I'm using Profit First.
1: Well, and I think when, when any of us have our money in order, we're just less stressed and we're more pleasant to be around and, and um, we're actually better people. Uh, just because (laughs) when you're stressed out and you're irritable, who wants to be around you, you know, and, and mismanaging of money definitely causes stress. There is, uh, um, there's no, no question uh, about it. Now let's um, be clear here. Profit first has, I guess, coaches that, that people can hire. You're not one of them. You're just someone who, who's read the book and, and, and implemented the system, but you don't make money off profit first. It's not part of your living or anything like that.
0: No, I have done coaching with clients just be, to explain it to them, get them to read the book, um, walk through what I've done in my personal, you know, business. Uh, I've walked through that with them and their businesses. I had one girl; she was, um, she was a fitness trainer, and she was making um, almost a qu- she was making over a quarter million dollars a year, and she had multiple locations. And once we actually like, she was just like, "Hey, I just want to do what you did. You know, just tell me how you did it." And we sat down together. We went through everything just the way that I did it with mine and she was like, Oh my gosh, I have a location that's bleeding me money. And she realized that she was taking home half of what she should have been paying herself on the salary on the, you know, the amount she was making. And she also had a ton of things that she, that we looked at. I said, why are you paying for this? And she's like, I don't know. I thought I needed it. And I was like, well, do you do this, this or this? Oh, well, no, I don't do that anymore. I used to, but I don't do it. Okay. Well, why do you have, you know, it's just those things where you're not really looking or it's like, well, I've had it forever or things that just kind of slip by you. Cause they're just always there. And she realized she ended up closing one of her locations because she was like, it was bleeding her money and it wasn't one that she could make profitable. And once she did that, she was able to kind of focus on like that core that was really making her the money and really amp up her services and her customer service and get more trainer. Like it was really incredible what she did with it. So um, it was just fun to see like someone else from a different perspective, allow me to be part of that process with them. Um, And then also I have had clients come to me and say, oh, you're too expensive. I can't afford you, I wish I could. And I will literally, I have a a bunch of copies. I think I've got a couple here um, of Profit First that I have in my house and in my car and everywhere. And if someone says that to me, I literally like just a minute and I will go and I will get the book and I will hand it to them and say, this is my gift to you. It's the best $11 investment I'll ever make. I want you to come back in three months. And most of the time, like I would say 90% of the time they come back and they're ready to to do it.
1: And that, you know, that's, that's. That's a win-win because it's helping the client, even if they never use your services, it's helping them to get their money in under control. And then, you know, in addition, it doesn't hurt if you uh, get a new client uh, for yourself either. It doesn't hurt the cash flow. If anybody were interested in Profit First, would you suggest just, you know, going to Audible or, or getting the book or, or, or hiring one of their coaches or what would you suggest?
0: I would say definitely get the book on Audible. Reading it, like having Mike read it to you is... It's almost like um, listening to a podcast because the way he talks and the way he reads it back to you is really, it's funny. Also, the audiobook has more stuff in it than the actual book. But I also would recommend to buy the book on Amazon or go to a local bookstore and get it because the actual book has charts and graphs and things in it that make so much more sense when you look at them. And it's also that tangible thing that you can then take away and go, okay, I'm going to take this over here now and to my computer and I'm going to like follow the steps, you know, or I'm going to look at my bank account while I'm following the steps. Um, and it just gives you that much, much more of a, um, I guess, a way to see it and do it at the same time. Whereas the audiobook, you're just listening and hoping that you grasp everything, um, especially as we do things multitasking. Cause I, I actually listened to it while I was doing other things. And I realized I had to stop because I always listen to audiobooks while I'm doing other things, but this one, like I, my brain had to focus. Really? And um, it was very helpful though, because it made me stop and think about something rather than just, you know, absorbing the information. Um, and then the other thing I would say is check out um, YNAB because that's just a program. And like I said, I don't have like any affiliates or anything like that, but um, I, I just love the program and how simple it is to use. And once I started using it for my business and the cash flow of my business um, with Profit First, I started using the same process that Profit First kind of gives you in my personal life with YNAB as well. And I saw that our personal finances were much more under control as well, even though we had done budgeting and, you know, it's kind of like dieting, you're on and off the wagon with it. (laughs) And so this really helped us stick to it because again, We're in there twice a month, we're checking it twice a month, and then we're not worrying about when you swipe that card, is it going to be empty or, you know, are you going to have enough or, you know, those kind of things. Is there enough to pay a bill that's going to automatically come out? You know, all of it's there and you always have enough.
1: Right, right. Wow. Well, that is fascinating. Do you have any, I guess, kind of concrete numbers that you could share? I know that you said, you know, I'm less stressed and, you know, but do you have any, you know, any numbers, amount of money you've been able to save or anything like that?
0: So this year was the biggest tax year that I've ever had to pay in. Um, We owed $14,000. And with that, um, I actually had about 80% of the money that was needed to pay that tax bill as soon as we got our taxes done in February. So that was something that I had never experienced before. Previously it, you know, it was, coming down to the end of the year going, we're probably gonna need like five grand, let's figure it out. And then thankfully a client or two would come along, they would pay, you know, have a big project and we'd say, okay, great, we're we're good for that. But then we'd have nothing left to buy Christmas presents and all that kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) So we'd have our tax
0: money, but that would be it, you know, and we would kind of be a little stressed with that. And then this year I go to the tax guy and I'm like, okay, just tell me how bad it is. And he's like, you owe 14. And we've always owed since I had the business, but this was the biggest year. And I think he was waiting for me to fall out of the chair or, you know, something to happen. And I said, okay. And he just looks at me like, he's like, that is the calmest response I've ever had from someone, you know, me telling someone they owed more than 10 grand on their taxes. And I said, well, I have it. And I I didn't have all of it, but I almost had all of it. And of course we didn't have, we had to wait until April was the deadline or whatever, but now it's July, you know, so we still had more time, but it was just one of those things. Like you can sit down and you can go, I've already set aside all that money. And it's, it's kind of painless in a way that you don't really miss the 10% or the 15% you set aside if you do it when it comes in.
1: And how much of revenue. your revenue is going towards into that tax allocation every, 15, every 15, 15%. 15% okay. Yeah. Let's say revenue is just way down next month because mm-hmm. of COVID or, or who knows what do you fudge that 15% and just do what you can, or are you pretty, pretty hardcore with it? I'm
0: pretty hardcore. Cause I have that spreadsheet that has like five cells and it has, when you bring in, you know, a thousand dollars, this much goes into the taxes, this much goes into the profit. And I don't fudge the profit number either. That's another one that's very important to me. It's, it's kind of like the safety net for the business um, that, you know, it's kind of like a save, like saving, like, oh yeah, I could save that much every month, but calling it profit. And this is something Mike talks about in the book is a psychological thing um, for uh, you as a business owner and that we don't value what we do enough sometimes um, and we just get into this rut of I got to make more money, I got to make more money, got to do this, got to do this. And we don't realize that we're actually profitable businesses and saying that it's profit rather than, oh, yeah, my business has savings. Yeah, we have some savings put aside. That just sounds so Ugh. like it's such a weight when you say it. But when you say I have you know this much in profit set aside, but, yeah, we made this much profit this year and I do the 10 percent um, for the profit it's, it's incredible. And then to be able to go at the end of the quarter and take half of what that quarter has produced, even if it's $10. Yeah. It's like, so And like, it's again, that psychological aspect. And I love that this book is so different from all the other you know books I've read and systems I've seen that it does really bring in the person and the psychological aspect and the physiological things that happen. When you say I'm making profit, I'm paying myself 50% of what I make. Those kind of things have, much, have a ton of power and we don't realize that because it's just money. It's, it's a, a tangible thing. It's a hard, hard thing. You know, it's, it's real, but these things are a little less tangible. And I think that he does a great job of taking this intangible experience of being a business owner and, and having this great experience of making money. And then this other tangible experience of actually having the funds to do the things you need to do. Wow.
1: Yeah. So I really appreciate your taking the time just to talk about this because I know you, you really don't have anything to gain here. You're just sharing some good news and some success. You're not, you're not selling anything. And, and this has just really been interesting to, to, to see the passion, of, see how it's changed your life and your business. So uh, I really appreciate uh, your time with this. Is there anything you'd like to add about uh, Profit First or money management uh, in general?
0: The last thing I will say is that Profit First has spawned um, several side books. Um, And those books are, there's one that's Profit First for micro gyms, Profit First for Contractors. And those businesses in particular, there's also several other versions as well, but those two businesses in particular, I've worked with both of those types of clients and they always tell me that would never work for me. And they have all these reasons. And when these two books came out, I was like, guess what? you have no excuse (laughs) you have to read this book so if you have a very specific industry um look for the profit first version that might be out there for you Um, there's always new ones coming out there's been like four three three or four so far and also just the regular profit first version is great as well but sometimes you do have to uh, you know adjust it and make it work for you not to the point where you're throwing the system out but to the point that some industries really do need to have some very specific adjustments and have specific examples shown. So um, if you have a weird kind of industry that's like that, then definitely check out the other books by other authors um, and definitely check out Mike's book because it's very, very helpful. And if it helps you, I would encourage you to buy a second copy and give it away um, or give away your copy, which I've done many times um, because it it really if we have more business owners that are solid in their in their funds and have a good foundation and don't feel so shaky even when something like covid comes down, comes down the pike then we will have a much stronger economy in general and also we'll be able to rely on each other you know rather than having to rely on the government to give us $1200 so i want to be more self reliant in that way and i hope that other business owners will join me in doing that and this is just one of those steps that becomes a long-term lifestyle choice that I think a lot of people will find a little difficult in the beginning, but really see that it's very, very well worth it, and can really bring them a lot of success and um, really joy in in the process.
1: Well, and I think it's very easy for business owners to lose the joy. Uh, you know, lots of business owners they they enjoy the the trade, but then the management of the business and the finances and everything that can get overwhelming, <clears throat> and if it gets out of control. A lot of stress, a lot of hardship. So I think the gospel that you're preaching is uh, is really strong and I really appreciate it. Hopefully we can catch up again and uh, appreciate your candid uh, testimonies here. And uh, we wish you a great day.
0: Thank you so much.
1: It is always great to hear somebody turn their finances around, whether it's their business or their personal. And it seems like Profit First was that catalyst that just gave Elizabeth Pamplone the tools to make her business profitable. So if you're looking for another catalyst, if you have any money questions, whether it's on the business or personal side, uh, my offer is always that I'll give anybody 30 minutes of my time, whether it be by a Zoom call, in-person call, or even a phone call. I'll put my calendar link in the show notes, and I hope that you take advantage. And until next week, we hope you have a blessed week. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completeness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.